Did you wake up one day wondering how you ended up in the shit show of life, where the only joy you find every day is doom scrolling TikTok, silently wondering why you had to relearn how to part your hair in the middle and laughing at cat videos? Are you tired of wearing all the hats, doing all the things, and taking care of everyone else while you can't even sit down for an hour alone without feeling guilty? Then let me welcome you to Hustle Culture Dropout, where we're trading the chaos for clarity. I'm your host, Chastity Campbell, mom, wife, entrepreneur, and professional procrastinator. And I'm ready to bring you along as we discuss everything from burnout to self-care and entrepreneurship to wellness. If you're looking for someone who's got it all figured out, you are definitely in the wrong place. But if you want to discover how to be genuinely happy, make an impact in this world, and occasionally have mindless conversations about the latest celebrity gossip, I've got you. So get ready for some no-nonsense real talk as we take on the insanity of life and what it means to be a woman in today's world. This is Hustle Vulture Dropout. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of Hustle Culture Dropout. We are getting ready to record episode number four. People, I feel like I am on a roll. I have hit my stride. It didn't even take me that long to set everything up today. So I am feeling it. I am super happy to be here. I am your host, Chastity Campbell, your real life bestie. And today we are going to talk about something that is incredibly close to my heart. Absolutely feel very, very strongly about it is the importance of spending quality time with your people, with your family, with your friends, with whoever it is that just literally lights you up and revitalizes you and makes you feel more yourself than anybody else. It is where you go for refuge. And I want to talk about how utterly important it is that we have this time with our family and friends. These are the people that just breathe life into us after the shit show of life has absolutely beaten us down. So we are going to talk about why it is a must for our emotional and mental well-being to spend time with all of the people that we love. So it's going to be sort of a fun episode because I just got back from a little trip that I had at the beach with my girlfriends this weekend, which is really what prompted this subject. I had really struggled with what I wanted to talk about this week. I kind of went back and forth between some others and I just felt like I kind of wanted to lighten it up. And this is something that I have had to learn over my life how to make this happen. And when I finally realized and accepted how important it was to my own mental health, I like grabbed hold of it and like would not let go. So since you guys are totally normal people like me, you probably do not realize that when we start talking about self-care, we start thinking about surface self-care stuff, right? We start thinking about bubble baths and bags of gourmet chocolate and like a face mask, right? Maybe a mani-pedi. If we're going to get really, really into it, maybe we like book an entire day at the spa. Maybe we take like, you know, one little day to, you know, read a book or do something of that nature. But that is not all self-care is. Self-care is so much more than that. And it really wasn't until um, probably 18 to 24 months ago when I really started diving into learning more about self-care and finding new ways to bring 
joy into my life outside of all those roles that I play on a daily basis. When you hit a wall in life, like it's going to take more than some nail polish to pull me out of the funk. And so I knew that self-care was so much more than that, right? And so I started kind of reading up on it. I started researching it and I realized that there are actually seven pillars of self-care. Like who knew, right? So those seven pillars are mental, emotional, physical, environmental, spiritual, recreational, and social. And so I am not going to get too much into the other pillars today. I will link up in the show notes some really great research. If you guys want to take a look and dive a little bit deeper into those, I also have some things on my blog. If you follow me on Instagram or if you follow me on TikTok, I've also posted things about all seven pillars of self-care. But specifically today, we are going to focus on social. And social self-care is all about connecting with the people who lift you up, right? They lift us up. They make us last until we pee our pants. They remind us that life is worth living. So I want to talk to you about that today because, like I mentioned, I just got back from a long weekend and I am coming off the high of spending some time with some really dear friends of mine. And we headed down to Sao Padre Island, not for like any crazy spring breakish antics or shenanigans, but literally just to get the heck away from life for a little bit. We just had a three-day weekend and we were like, let's do this. And there were, there were only four of us. And every single one of us was like, we need this so badly. And so while I was there, you know, just doing shots of tequila and dancing on the bar tops. Totally kidding. Like we literally watched college football all day on Saturday and rotted by the pool and like sipped wine on the deck and looked at the sunset. So very much a middle-aged girls trip to South Tree Island. But we were having such great conversation. I had actually never gone away with this group of girlfriends before. And so, you know, that always like adds a new dynamic to things. Very good friends. We just hadn't like traveled together. And so, I mean, you know, you travel with people. That's just you're on a whole new level. Right. But we had so much fun just like hanging out, doing normal stuff, talking to each other, just talking about life and laughing and having some wine. And it was literal perfection. And over the weekend, I was thinking, this is what I was originally going to talk about on the podcast this week, but this just seemed way more relevant. I'm also headed out next week for a week in Scottsdale for a mastermind. And while this is technically business related and we will be working, like it's also Scottsdale. And I'm going to be spending this time with some of my favorite people ever. And we're going to be in a super cool Airbnb. And so it's going to be freaking awesome because... I've really, really honed in on what's important to me and working towards a life that I'm actually freaking excited about and investing in my business and in myself, like at in-person retreats or in-person events or masterminds like this. That is critical. And so I've chosen to make sure that I am like not doing that with like some lame ass people. These are people that are super fun and it's in an environment that is an environment that I would completely hang out with my girlfriends at. And so, you know, we're building relationships, we're learning from each other. And yes, like I said, like it's business related, but it's really, really crucial to self-care. And so you see the benefits of spending time with friends or even just with colleagues or people that you've chosen to be a part of your life, 
spending time with those people is like this magic little potion for our emotional and mental health. And when we surround ourselves with our besties or our family, our stress levels drop, our smiles get a little wider, get a little, you know, pep in our step. And life is just way more freaking bearable. And so most of us know that, but we struggle with how to make that happen. And then more importantly, we struggle with how to make that happen like completely guilt-free, right? Because I would probably venture to say that the majority of us women will try to carve out that time. But when we do, we absolutely think that our world is going to fall apart if we are not there to hold the pieces together. And we get a ton and ton of guilt that comes along with that. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. But before we do, I wanted to share a little story with you guys. As I was coming back yesterday, and this story is just going to be like, it's a short little antic, but it, it, it got brought up. And so I wanted to do a little clarification. I actually checked in on my husband on Sunday. He was driving home from Houston with his mom, who is in town visiting this week. And he made a comment that he was finally being an awesome husband. And he was listening to episode one of the podcast. Now, I have literally given him all of the news. I mean, I've been talking about this podcast forever. So he finally actually, I guess, had some time to start and listen to an episode. And apparently he got to the part about the little rant I went on about hypothetically, if your husband had a skin tag that was really bothering you and it grossed you out and you wanted to like rip it off in the middle of the night. And the context of that was that we have to, like as women, we have to remember all these things, right? And we have to like remember to make appointments for people. And so I was referencing that, you know, we would make, I, you might have to make an appointment if your husband had a skin tag that was really gross and disgusting. So my wonderful husband thought that that was about him because that's what we do, right? We, we automatically assume that people are talking about us. And, I, and obviously, like I reference not my husband, but I said, you know, y'all might have a husband. And so I just wanted to clarify that my husband does not have a disgusting skin tag that I want to rip off in the middle of the night. It's actually quite perfect and wonderful. And that was just a by fly by the seat of my pants, little gem of a thing that I thought up of to give you guys an example. But I felt it necessary to offer clarification that my husband, John, is in fact skin tag free. So now that we've got that cleared up, let's just circle back to the social self-care stuff. So when you carve out time to hang out with your friends or visit with your family or catch up with like your work besties, it's not just about like the laughing and the gossip, which you're obviously going to do, right? Like you're going to catch up. You're going to go through all of the things. There's definitely going to be a ton of laughing. But quality time with friends means you have a support system, right? It means you have a support system in place. It's always there for you. It's always there to catch you when you stumble, there to celebrate your wins, remind you that, you know, like you're a rock star. And then if you're like super, super, super lucky, they also will 100% point out when you are literally being like a giant piece of crap human and they will call you out on your stuff, right? 
And so, or maybe they might offer a different perspective on something that you can learn from. And so all of that is important when it comes to social self-care. In fact, studies have shown that strong social connections can reduce feelings of loneliness and depression, and they can actually increase our self-esteem and even boost our immune system. So this is actual science. And while I do not excel in science or math or social studies, I do not question science. So unless you're hanging out with like a bunch of dicks, in which case I totally encourage you to reevaluate. We can maybe visit that in another episode. You can walk away from time with your friends more relaxed. You can walk away inspired. You can feel more connected to the world. It helps you feel seen. It helps you feel valued. And at the core of being a human being, that's all we want, right? We want to be accepted. We want to be seen. We want to be valued. We want to matter, right? So it's pretty easy to establish why we need to do this stuff, right? why it's important. But let's talk about how to make that happen and how to do it guilt-free. So I am going to take you back a minute ago when I was just a young mom who had two little babies who were only 13 months apart. And I was the first person that I can recall of like my friend group that had babies. And so when you, especially on your first one, when you get thrown into that new life, it can be really hard and you can kind of lose your identity with that, especially when you are maybe the first to forge that path into motherhood, right? And so it can be kind of lonely and kind of isolating. And that happened to me and I felt really, really disconnected at that time. So I had to do really hard things like get out and talk to strangers, which I hate. And like, I realize that might seem odd because most of you are strangers, but actually walking up to somebody and introducing myself and being like, hey, this is me. This is where I am in my life. Like a complete stranger terrified me. But a lot of times when you're a new mom, or maybe you're new to starting your business or you're trying to find your footing at a new workplace environment, it's like super scary and overwhelming to think about trying to connect with people, right? But most of us in our adult lives are going to have to do that, right? And so it's inevitable that we are going to be faced with a time when we have to make new friends or connect with people or at least find some common ground with people And then that can turn into maybe more of a genuine friendship. And so whether you're introducing yourself to another parent at your kid's soccer game or you're chatting with people maybe in the lunchroom at work or you're connecting with people on social media, you are at some point going to have to make friends or make connections as an adult. And so, you know, when I had first become a mom, unfortunately, and then Also, very fortunately, my kids were born into a world where social media didn't exist yet, right? We were not in the Facebook realm. I am really going to date myself here, but I mean, I think when my kids were maybe elementary school age, like MySpace was out, but we did not use social media the way that we use it today. We did not use it to make new friends. All of that sort of came much later. And so I had to actually go on playdates and like, 
crap with people from like our mommy and me classes that I did not want to do because I hated trying to meet new people. But I also was feeling really, really disconnected from like my core group of friends. And that was causing me to be depressed. I felt like I, I again, kind of fell into that pattern of I didn't really know who I was anymore. And what really compounded that was the fact that I also sort of became isolated from, from my core friend group. I didn't want to feel lonely and disconnected. And I would have completely lost my mind if I didn't step out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I probably would have ended up divorced, which I actually did. But it what didn't have anything to do with I didn't have enough friends much later on. But a lot of those friendships that I did forge in the beginning, they were seasonal friendships, right? They were they were people that maybe we had something in common with at the time, or maybe they lived next door to us. And then when we moved, we kind of like lost track of them. But the great thing is that when your kids get older, you do start to have an easier path to friendships because maybe your kids get involved in things and you're naturally thrown into spending weekends with people. For our case, my son played flex baseball for years and years and years. And so, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time with these people. And so because of that, I actually have many of them who I'm still friends with. They are lifelong friends. I hang out with them. I stay connected to them. It's also through my daughter Brooklyn's dancing, like through high school. Some of my very, very best friends I met, like the dance moms that I met. And I don't even know where my life would be if I would have just stayed in my little corner of the bleachers or my little area of, you know, the baseball field. If I hadn't ventured out a little bit and found the courage to connect and start conversations and start building those relationships with some of these people. That's that's an easy way to start connecting with people. So that's just one example of how you can maybe easily find new friends, maybe establish new relationships, maybe make new connections, right? These are the sort of the obvious things that you can do. Another great way to make sure that you can reach out and find your tribe or find people to connect with is social media. And while social media can literally be the double spawn, it can also grant us the luxury of connecting with people all over the world that have common interests or that are maybe in the same season of life that we're in. Or maybe they're working towards the same goals that we're working with. And so connect with those people. There are so many types of Facebook groups for things that you might be interested in. There are online forums. There are memberships. There are so many ways to connect with people and to foster relationships with people. So you actually have that social component of self-care. So it, it doesn't have to be that's physically present with you in your everyday life that you might see every single week. Having that social component might just be you do a Zoom meeting with some of your biz besties, or maybe you have a group of people who like, I don't know, like are plant lovers or something, and you guys have met somehow on a plant lover forum. That's a way to stay connected. The world is your literal oyster. You can meet so many people that way and, and make an effort to be connected with them. And I am certain 
that you have something to contribute to any of those groups or to any of those conversations that people would love to know about. And you can literally meet people anywhere, but you have to be brave enough to take the initiative to start a conversation or to reach out to introduce yourself to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. You cannot go through life isolating yourself from having true connection. You will make yourself miserable and probably a lot of people miserable around you, right? We're social creatures. We require genuine connection to be healthy, to have a healthy mindset. If you self-isolate and you don't take the time to connect or to invest in friendships or with your people, your mental health will suffer. You can actually have a cognitive decline. You can get anxiety. You can have depression. And when you withdraw and you self-isolate and you're not paying attention to your social self-care, you can develop more social anxiety to the point where it feels really, really uncomfortable being with people. That's not what we're made to do. We are made to be in community with people. And so this is why it was so hard for us when we were forced into quarantine at those early days of the pandemic. It's not natural for us. And one of the first things we did culturally and as a society was figure out how the fuck we were going to stay connected with people. I have never had so many Zoom happy hours in my life. I didn't even know what Zoom was before that. But even without Zoom, I never would have even used FaceTime to have a group FaceTime to have a happy hour with my best friends. But because of quarantine and because of all these ways that we became super innovative in how to stay connected with people, like that's something that I actually still do. I will still like hop on Zoom with people and chat with them for a little bit. Or I will have FaceTime with like my three best friends that are out of state. And it's really, really made a huge difference in how much like I miss those people because those are people that, I mean, especially my three best friends, those are people that I would literally spend every day with if we lived close. But unfortunately, we all live in different states or we live away from one another. And so one way for us to stay connected is to just get innovative and have a FaceTime or do a Zoom. And that is all because we were forced to isolate from people. Humans got really, really creative on what we were going to do to stay connected. So that should be the most obvious reason to stay connected and to invest in your social self-care. It's also really important to remember that you want to connect with the right type of people, right? Like don't just make friends and like spend time with people who are going to tear you down or they're gonna make you feel like shit or they're unsupportive or maybe they're even like borderline emotionally abusive and that is not going to be something that helps your mental well-being. And so while I am a very firm believer in having friends and connections from all walks of life who don't always necessarily believe everything that I believe because I like to learn from others and I like to understand what other people think, I also really, really believe that it is imperative that you find people that you can bring into your inner circle that you connect with because you have some commonalities there. You maybe have some similarities. Maybe you have the same interests. Maybe you're both in a similar stage of building a side hustle or having a business. Maybe your kids are the same age. It's super, super important that you invite the right people into your circle because I'm well into my 40s. 
I don't have the time or the energy or really even the desire to spend time with people who are dicks, okay? I don't want to spend time with people who are forcing their opinions on me and their views just because they can't have a normal, respectable conversation with one another. I am not interested in that, okay? I don't have time to hang out with people who are negative and constantly bitching because I know myself well enough to know that I can easily be influenced by that. I can easily get stuck into that cycle of negativity and that negative mind thought. And I work too hard to keep peace in my life, to then only be influenced by people that I have somehow brought into my inner circle that really aren't serving me. This is the thing that you do not want. I also don't want people feeding me a line of BS. I want to trust people and I want to know that the people who are sitting at the table with me are people that I can trust and I respect their opinions and I do not want to get sucked into their negative circle. I want to be able to learn from people. I want people to be able to learn from me. Life is just too short to hang out with a bunch of dicks. You've got to find the people that are for you. You And you might have to step outside of your comfort zone and do a little work in order for that to happen. But it is worth it and it is absolutely necessary. So. The time that you spend with these people can literally be life-changing. I cannot tell you how many times I have been on the verge of a complete meltdown and my people have saved me. Their love, their faith, their support, their belief in me. And most of the time, you might not even realize how much you need that time with them until you come home after you've spent the time with them and you're like, ah, yeah really needed that time. But then other times might be more obvious when you need them, right? Like you're going through a major life change. Maybe you're going through a divorce or a breakup, or maybe you had to put down your family pet or you're grieving a loss. Those are things we cannot do alone. And those are the times when you need people to literally step up, fill the gap for you. We are not meant to do life alone. We are not meant to live in isolation. And we all know that, right? But then here comes the guilt part. Here comes all of the feels about how we don't have time or we don't have the money to go on that girl's trip or we can't take time off of work. Guys, unless you are the leader of the free world, you have time. And even then, like I feel pretty positive that our world leaders have taken some time to like pour one out with some of their pals, right? They've done it, okay? You have to do it. There is literally no job. There is no role. There is no person who is going to fall apart if you take two hours to meet your friends for dinner or you take three days to go hang out and like laugh uncontrollably, pee in your pants with your family. We all have these big ass egos. We think people just cannot survive without us. Guys, We're not that important. The world is going to go right on along without us there. Now, might it be different? Might it be slightly more difficult at work if they're a person short? Absolutely. Maybe will your daughters show up at a football game looking like little homeless children because your husband doesn't know how to do their hair? 
Absolutely. Will they perhaps eat McDonald's for four days in a row because you've gone off to the beach with your friends? Also, yes. But they're going to live. They are going to survive. So stop making yourself more important than you are. Yes, you matter, but people can survive without you. Your job doesn't need you there. You are replaceable. They can survive. If you were to walk in tomorrow and resign from your position, they are going to replace you, maybe even with somebody better than you. So I promise you, they can survive one, two days, a week, whatever it is, while you're gone on vacation. Nothing's going to fall apart. For example, this podcast is going to be late today. I am still hoping to get it out on Tuesday, which is my normal day. But I did not pre-record it before I left on Friday to go hang out with my friends. And my plan was to come straight home yesterday and sit down and immediately start recording. But guess what? I really freaking missed my husband. And I wanted to hang out with him. And my mother-in-law was in town and I haven't seen her in two years. And I wasn't about to walk in the door and be like, I have to do this podcast because people are just dying to hear what I have to say about social self-care. No, you're not. And even if you are, you can honestly wait a day because I wanted to take care of myself. So. So let's kind of visit where we might run into a little bit of difficulty and we might have to get a little bit creative because not all of us, and I recognize I am in a place in my life that looks really, really different than it did five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 20 years ago, okay? I very much understand that I have the privilege of having older kids at this point where I have a pretty flexible lifestyle. I have a very, very supportive husband. But guys, it wasn't always that way, okay? I understand that maybe it's hard for you to get away because your kids are young or you're a single mom or your family might live super far away or your boss is a total asshole and expects you to like die at work. I have been there. I've had bosses that make me feel guilty for taking time off. I have had little kids that I didn't want to leave because I thought that was going to make me selfish. I thought it was going to make me a bad mom if I went away or if I went out to dinner with my girlfriends. When I was a single mom, I had to really, really watch my budget. I didn't have the financial means to go on trips or to go out to dinners and drink all the wine that I wanted to drink. But I still found a way to hang out with people. I still found a way to connect with people because we literally need it for our survival. We need it for our mental health. So, yeah, I mean, even now, because we share custody of our kids, I might get invited to something when we have the kids. And I feel really, really bad. And I feel really guilty because I don't want to miss out on that time together. And so a lot of times what's happened, especially when my kids were younger, I couldn't afford a babysitter, right? So a lot of times I was just honest with my friends and I was like, I really want to connect with you. I really want to spend time with you. 
but I have my kids. How about you guys come over, bring a snack, and we'll just hang out here for a couple hours. And I don't ever recall anybody in my life saying, no, no, we don't want to do that. Is it the same quality time or is it the same level of what it might be if we were out? No, I'm not going to lie. It's not. But it's a compromise and it's a way to make it happen. Just like we had to figure out how to connect and how to stay connected during that isolation time and that quarantine time of COVID, you just figure out a way to make it happen. But you have to do it. You might not be able to do it as often, but it's still super important to carve out that time. And the thing about guilt is that you're the one that feels it. You have control over your feelings. And you might piss some people off if you're out of work because you've taken a vacation. Or maybe your partner makes a little comment because you want to go to happy hour with your girlfriend. You need to recognize that that is their problem. Should you find a healthy way to address it? Absolutely. I am not saying that you tell people to fuck off and then just do whatever you want. I am saying that it might be worth having a conversation with that person and letting them know why you need to get away and why it is important that you connect with your friends. And if you feel like you owe somebody an explanation, then offer that to them. But you are still in control of you. You are in control of your guilt. And there is nothing wrong with taking care of yourself mentally. We praise people all of the time for getting up early and for working out. We praise people all of the time for meal prepping and taking the initiative to eat healthy. We need to start recognizing that mental health care is the same. Helping other people understand that is also going to help you feel less guilty when you ask for what you need. If there is anything that came out of us quarantining, it's realizing how much we long for that interaction with others. So make sure you're making it a priority. Make sure you're staying connected with the people who get you. You are going to benefit from that so much. And it's not just going to be you that benefits from it. It's going to be everybody else that benefits from it. I know we have all heard the cliche saying that, you know, in order to be a better me, I need to take this time away and I need to invest in myself. It's cliche for a reason, guys, because it's the truth. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to schedule some quality time with your friends or your family or the people that make you feel the happiest. If your best friends are out of state, set up a time to FaceTime with them. If you have an extra day of vacation that you've been hanging on to for just the right perfect thing to do, take the vacation day. Don't even make a plan. You don't have to go anywhere. Take the vacation day and invite your friend over to hang out with you. Invite them to take a vacation day. They might be like, that's freaking great. Several years ago, I have, I have two really, really good friends and we all have December birthdays. And so literally all three of us took the day off to celebrate our birthdays together. We all were working. It was a crazy time, 
We took the day off. We went to brunch. We had mimosas. We got our nails done. We did some holiday shopping and we spent some time together. But it did require all three of us taking the day off. 100% worth it. So it doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be a simple movie night or like I said, like a FaceTime, just a quick coffee date. But make it a priority this week to connect with the people that get you the most. And remember, there is no room for guilt in this equation. Spending time with friends is not only beneficial, but it is essential. You are worth it. You are worth the joy that it is going to bring to you. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that every single one of you will connect with somebody that brings you joy this week. And just remember, if you have not left a five-star review, I'm still taking them. I will take them every day. Not interested in four stars, three stars, two stars, one star. You can keep those to yourself. I would love all the five stars, though. Please subscribe to the podcast. I have been very, very fortunate with how well-received it has been. And that is truly because so many of you have shared, you've subscribed, you've left the five-star reviews. And I will forever be grateful for that. The show notes will be up on my blog. Be sure if you want to follow along on social media. I am all the places you can follow me at Chastity Campbell Co. You can also check out the website at chastitycampbell.com. And until next week, you guys have a great week.